May all beings be happy. May all beings be healthy. May all beings be free from harm. May all beings love life. May all beings awaken. Welcome to another Cuke Audio Podcast. I'm D.C. Puba of Cuke Audio and Cuke Archives, preserving the legacy of Shinju Suzuki and those whose paths cross his and anything else that comes to mind. I pray that you and yours are safe and comfortable, free from economic hardship, and able to get out and do whatever it is you want within the limitations of the universal precept of do as little harm as possible. So today we have uh, two guests, uh, Michael Winger, and Barbara was on the line yeah, and so uh, it's Michael and Barbara Winger because, you know, I started asking her questions, and so we've got a podcast with both of them. Uh, before I get into uh, the Wingers, I want to say one thing. I was just I went to Facebook briefly to say happy birthday to some people, and then I get a message from Facebook that, a Cuke Archives post went against community standards and has been hidden. And if there's if this happens one more time, we'll be, you know, kicked off. And it said you can, uh, you know, appeal this. This has happened to me before. There's absolutely nothing in the post, the slightest bit offensive. I mean, you know, my, my Cuke uh, nonsense blog— uh, the regular blog, which has the, um, uh, you know, Zen-related Suzuki lecture uh, excerpts and Zen Center-related posts, that's uh, the Cuke What's New blog. And the easiest way to get to it is just go to Cuke.com and hit What's New. And and What's New on Cuke.com will go, will give you a choice of going to the What's New blog or to the Nonsense blog. And, you know, there are times where I post a lot on nonsense. Right now, hardly at all, because I'm, I'm involved with other stuff. But uh, it was uh, blocked, Facebook blocked any posts coming from the cute nonsense block to it. And again, and, and I had no appeal. It's, it said, you can appeal it, but we won't. <laughs> We're too busy to notice it, really, something like that. There was nothing the slightest bit offensive, nothing. Uh, so, you know, oh, God, um, I'm, it's not such a big deal. Um, it's just a bunch of social media stuff. But um, it's sort of irritating, huh? Michael Winger is the founding teacher of Dragon's Leap. Uh, I don't see it. On the website, uh, dragonsleep.com, it doesn't say Dragon's Leap Zen Center, and they don't call it that. They say Dragon's Leap. So he's the founding teacher of that. It's in San Francisco. He practiced many years at the San Francisco Zen Center. You'll learn all about that in just a minute. And you'll learn about Barbara, too. So, look. Uh, let me read you something. Uh, at some point in the podcast, 
Uh, Barbara said, oh, a few years ago, we compiled a list of, you know, what we'd done at Zen Center. Uh, and so I said, hey, send me that, and I'll read it. So uh, here we are. Michael Winger's work at the San Francisco Zen Center, 1972 to 2011. 1972, work company, painting. Ah, yeah, the work company uh, was uh, something that the uh, Zen Center started uh, with an idea of, you know, doing work around town and for friends of Zen Center. It didn't last long. Uh, you know, it was one of Richard Baker's ideas for self-support. Uh, other things, uh, other ideas he had did very well. Uh, 1974, summer, Tassahara head gardener. Oh, really? Is that right? Yeah. Uh, hmm. 1975, green grocer. Right. The green gro the green gulch green grocer uh, uh, Michael started uh, in the fall of 1975 and then uh, got it going and then I came from Tassara where I'd been uh, head monk and uh, director for a couple of years and uh, then I did it for six months or so and. Uh, then it moved on into other hands. 1976, Green Gulch Farm, Kitchen. 1979 uh, to 1981, uh, working at Green's Restaurant. And uh, uh, now, uh, when, when I, he was, uh, he was a server. And when I left as the host in 80, Jordan Thorne became the host, and uh, then uh, Michael helped host then, uh, both in uh, lunch and dinner. So he was server and host, and that was a busy job. 1982 to 1983, assistant to the president of the San Francisco Zen Center. 1983 to 1989, vice president of Zen Center. Before I went to Japan in 88, I went to him and asked for a letter to take with me, uh, you know, to show to immigration. But it was very helpful. 1984 to 2005, editor of the Wind Bell, the San Francisco uh, Zen Center's publication, off and on, head of publications. 1990 to 1996, president of Zen Center. 1995 to 99, taught classes at the Zen Center Study Center. 1997 to 2007, dean of Buddhist studies. 2007 to 2009, vice president in charge of development. Development, that's like uh, fundraising, yeah. 1994 to 2011, practice leader. And then 1995 to 2010, chairman of Everyday Incorporated. And Everyday Incorporated, 
I think it had to do with overseeing the Zen Center businesses, especially uh, greens. Now, one thing I think of with Michael is he doesn't say specifically in this is that uh, he was uh, in charge of the archives. And I was, you know, working on that in the mid-90s. I was collecting all of Suzuki Roshi's lectures that I could find in any form uh, as part of, uh, you know, research for Crooked Cucumber. I wanted to get everything he'd ever said. Uh, and, you know, that was the initial work that led to what we've got on ShunyuSuzuki.com. And so I was gathering all the transcripts and and uh, getting getting everything uh, transcribed onto disc uh, by a fellow named Jose Escobar, in North Carolina, student of Pat Feelings, and uh, you know then we wanted to get things um, work with audio and stuff, and he got me together at Green's Restaurant with a guy named Bill Redican, who was also really into archiving. And so Michael is head of all this, and the Zen Center got us together, and uh, he oversaw the, uh, the major era of progress in archiving Suzuki Roshi lectures. And uh, everything I did, he knew about, and Bill did, of course, a tremendous amount under Michael, uh, uh, did the verbatim series of transcripts, a major uh, task. So um, anyway, that was years. We were in touch about that quite a bit. So then Barbara Winger's work at Zen Center, 1975 to 1996, 1973 to 74, preschool teacher for members, children, parents, including Dan Welsh, the Fortes, Voorhees, Cindy Palmer. Wow. Hmm. Really? That's interesting. Michael Horowitz, Michael Lockhart, Antoinette Gregg, uh, Grace Morgan, Lucy Eisenberg, Patricia McMahon, etc. Wow. Uh preschool teacher for all those kids that were around Zen Center then. Wow. 1980 to 84, Elias Stitchery, Zen Center Stitchery, Greens, Wait Staff, Greens Restaurant, Tassahara Bakery, Green Gulch, Green Grocer. Oh, wow. She really uh, had her, uh, she went around to all the businesses. Uh, tea student and Kuromo student, of Mitsu Suzuki's. Uh, uh, Mitsu Suzuki taught, I think, the Omota Senke, yeah, uh, tea, uh, you know, Japanese uh, tea ceremony. Uh, and uh, Barbara was a student of hers, said, and Koromo student. Now, Koromo is the robe, is like the priest robe, uh, but not the robe of ordination, which is the Okesa are the, the rock suits. Uh, the, the Kuromo is the robe that actually goes back to China, you know, and has the big sleeves and all that. Uh, 1984 to 86, Tenzo at the San Francisco Zen Center, I'm sure. Huh. 2000 and 2006, 
coming-of-age director. Hmm. Served on the Zen Center Board of Directors. Uh, well, that's something Michael didn't mention. Uh, well, he was on the Zen Center Board for many years. Uh, but those positions he had were board positions. So that's why I didn't think to mention it, I guess. Photographer from 1973 to 2007, Windbell, et cetera, on the Disability Committee, Shuso City Center, uh, spring 1994, uh, and uh, that's a lay Shuso. 1994 to 95, Zazen instructor, study center, class instructor, practice leader, group, Crystal Springs, Zen Sangha, uh, Darling Cohen's. Uh, took over that group after me, she says. Now, she mentioned she was a photographer, uh, like officially for Zen Center. Barbara has taken over 70,000 photos, and her photograph archive, some of it you can, uh, which is so massive, you can access through cuke.com. So uh, you just write, look, if you go to the site search box, of cuke.com, just write Wenger, Michael Wenger, Barbara Wenger. You can see their pages there. And uh, Barbara also is an artist, and there's links to art of hers. Michael has done tons of calligraphy. Uh, that It's on, uh, uh, there's uh, links to it on uh, cuke.com. And, um, and he wrote, a, uh, he, he gathered um these little koans and put them together into a little book called 49 Fingers. Actually, we go over some of this stuff in the podcast. All right. That's enough background on them. Now, uh, look, let's have our pause to meditate and then we'll give them a call. So when you hear the bell, hit pause if you're of such a mind and meditate or whatever for as long as you wish. And when you're through, Hit unpause, and we'll be here to hit the bell and uh, to end the meditation or whatever, and we'll give Michael and Barbara Winger a phone call. Okay. So, Michael, how are you doing? Doing okay. What are you up to? Doing a lot of Tai Chi. Oh, yeah? And Qigong, yeah. Huh. Doing my Parkinson's. Oh, how's that coming along? Slowly, but it, it seems to help. Huh. Huh. We do yoga here. Katrinka does more than I do. How old are you? I'll be 75 next month. Well, with or without Parkinson's, doing stuff like that, I think, is really important as we get to this age. You had an operation some years ago that greatly improved 
your situation with Parkinson's. What was that? It was uh, deep brain stimulation. Hmm. Deep brain stimulation. It's uh, where they put two electrodes in the top of your head and wind them through your skull down to your chest. Like a, It's like a pacemaker, but it's... It, it also connects in your brain to the minutest. Wow. And he, he, uh, he did such a great job. He, he basically transformed his whole being by having that operation. That's what I heard. And I heard only some people are candidates, like uh, Mark Alexander wasn't a candidate. Yeah, and uh, Michael J. Fox was not a candidate either. Oh. Michael J. Fox was a candidate, except he had to give up hockey, so he didn't do it. Well, anyway, I'm really happy you're you're there. Uh, you're still teaching. You're still studying. You're doing Tai Chi and Qigong. Now, the, the name of your group is... Dragon, uh, uh, remind me, it skips my mind. Dragon's Leap. Dragon Leap, right. Yeah, and no apostrophe, just D-R-A-G-O-N-S. Yeah, and and when was Dragon Leap founded? It was found, Dragon's with an S, Leap was founded in 12, 2012. Dragon's Leap. <laughs> now, is that an apostrophe S? <laughs> no, it's not. It's the whole plural. Dragon's Leap. Oh, that's cool. That's a great image. And we moved in there in a, a leap year. It was a year that Dragon was a leap year, so we call it Dragon's Leap. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And um, uh, you're you're located in San Francisco. Uh, are people coming and sitting now? Are are you having non Zoom or is it all Zoom or what? It's all Zoom. All Zoom. Hmm. And how's that working out? It works. That doesn't do so well. Uh huh. Why not? Because. Uh, uh, to me over the phone is uh, not the same. Yeah, in person is better. Uh, well, I enjoyed my uh, visit with your group, uh, I don't know, a couple of months ago or something. That was neat. Before you came uh, there uh, to uh, what part of town are you in, San Francisco? We're in the Sunset District. Yeah. Um, people know it best by the Sunset District, but it's actually called the Parkside District because it's close to Stern Grove. Yeah. Which is a park. So, so uh, be before you you went there, you uh, were with the San Francisco Zen Center for many years. Yeah. When did you first come to uh, the Zen Center? Well, I moved to Zen Center in 1972, but in summer of 68, I visited 
I just came by and there's a sheet and they just pulled on what we said. Did you sit any of the session in 68? Yes. Wow. Far out in the city, right? Right. Uh, August, I think. August. Yeah, I was at Tassajara, so I missed you there. But I sure saw you in 72 a lot when you were there. Mm -hmm. Huh. So Suzuki Roshi was uh, leading that session, right? Yes. Wow, that is yes. cool. Yeah. He, 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 during his lecture, he, he drank some tea. And he said, when I drink this tea, I drink the whole universe. Uh, and it was pretty convincing. Uh, oh, that's interesting. You first went to the Zen Center in 1968. I didn't know that. And, then, and you sat a session there, and you remember Suzuki Roshi saying, when I drink this tea, I drink the whole universe. Oh, that's a good one. Thank you. And um, so that's interesting. Well, what led you to to want to go to a session? Yeah, well, I was sitting in Brooklyn, and a friend and I and I visited in San Francisco and. We decided to, to visit Zen uh, Center, and we got there, and they were having a session. They just said, would you like to sit? And they put up some cushions, and we sat. Wow. Uh, uh, you were about, well, look, if you're going to be 75 next month, you're, oh, you're two and a half years younger than me. Maybe 20? Were you 20? 20, 20 21. Oh, you were 21. That's how, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I went in 66 at 21. Uh, and you were sitting in Brooklyn with whom? It was a place of a little library. It was uh, supported by, um, what's his name, it gave us instead of a whole lot of money. Uh, oh, uh, you mean by Chester Carlson? Yes. Chester Carlson supported uh, a lot of Zen stuff, and he was a, he was a real philanthropist. My gosh, founding inventor of Xerox and Tassajara's major the major supporter toward uh, the purchase of Tassajara. How long had you been involved? When did you first get involved? Sitting in Brooklyn. Well, I had a friend, and we were in. I think in college, the first year of college or something, we sat, we sat once, sat five minutes a day, it was a long time. And uh, actually, um, he was in a, a group called Blind Munchies, which uh, huh. Nancy Sheldon's brother. Oh, yeah. I met him. Huh. So so he was sitting there now. He was involved with Kaplow. Uh, yes. So, and Kaplow is in Rochester. And so uh, this Brooklyn group was associated with Kaplow, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's got a little library. Library of religious books. 
and there's a meditation room too. So he was in a group called the Blind Munchies. Oh, yeah, I forgot that. Well, what I remember when he came to Tassajara is that he had been playing bass, I think, for the Fugs on a tour of theirs. And I was very impressed with that. I loved the Fugs. He thought they were awful. He was more serious Zen type person. Are you from Brooklyn? Yeah. Ah, there were so many people from that New York City area, uh, from just New York City, uh, came to Zen Center. Uh, Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan. My wife was born in uh, Manhattan. That's my present wife, Katrinka. My first wife, Daya, Daya Goldschlag, uh, Daya Goldschlag now, uh, was from the Bronx. But you decided to sit, so you, that means you already had some predisposition to it. Yeah, I think we read uh, Three Pillars of Zen. And also, in Brooklyn, I was introduced to Ramdas. Oh, wow. So I clarified this later with Michael uh, through email. So the influences that got him interested in wanting to come to Zen Center were reading the three pillars of Zen and then sitting with a Kaplow uh, little group that sat uh, in Brooklyn and taking a, 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 a going to a, a series of talks by Ram Dass on Be Here Now and, you know, getting to meet him. So all of that was uh, inspired him to come to the West Coast. You, so you came out and sat in 68. What, did you go back to school or something then? Yeah, it was, just, it was summer vacation. Oh, yeah, summer vacation. And uh, where were you in school? Brooklyn College. And... Uh, did you graduate? Yeah. Wow, you're a person who graduated. <laughs> uh, what, what was your major? Psychology. He also went to graduate school in New York at the new school, and he studied psychology. Is it my wife? Oh, wait a minute. Did you all... Meet back then? No. We met at Zen Center. Uh-huh. We were in the same classes and took the same, oh, you know, we were in the same field and everything, but we never met each other. Wow. That is really interesting. And then you hooked up at Zen Center. Uh So you came back. In 72, when I was work leader in the building. So how was that? Well, in uh, July of 72, I moved, I moved out west. And I knew I might, uh, I might stay, and I did. And it's interesting. Many of my friends who left... That's before 72, but they didn't, they stayed in New York. Mm. 
So you stayed, but they went back to New York. Ah, I know you didn't stay a long time because you went back, right? So in in 72, when you came, you were, uh, were you, what were you doing? Did you get a job in the city or? I came to the seven-day session and I can Sierras. Oh, you came to Citizen Sheen and hike in the Sierras. Ah, good plan. So I sat to Citizen Sheen in, in August, and then I stayed on for September and uh, November, September, I don't know, for the practice period in the fall in the city with Kagero Uh, so somehow your path led from there. I mean, did you, I, I just always see you at the Zen Center. Did you work outside some? Not really. I mean, I worked the work company. The work company. Oh my gosh. That was 72, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That was one of, uh, Richard Baker's brainstorms, and uh, was Bill Smith head of it? He was very involved with it. It didn't last real long, but, uh, you know, some things did. Oh, I remember, uh, well, I remember you, uh, you really got the Green Gulch Greengrocers started uh, for the first month or so, and then, uh, uh, and I came from Tassajara uh, to do that, and, and you showed me the ropes there and passed it on. Uh, so somehow your path led from that to being president of Zen Center, right? It's hard to believe, yeah. <laughs> I'm, and you were vice president a long time. And, you know, of course, I remember you were in charge of the archives and you, nobody ever paid any attention to the, uh, well, that's that's overstated. Nobody paid attention to the uh, Suzuki Roshi uh, lecture archives like you did. I, there were some, you know, beforehand in spurts and stuff. But so you and I dealt on that a lot. At some point, you got ordained as a priest. Now, who ordained you? Mel. Mel, what year was that? Maybe 90. 90? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, it sounds right. 90? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. And uh, I also uh, remember how much you and Mel... Uh, worked together on uh, editing Suzuki Roshi lectures. You did the um, the book. Uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I see the two of you together doing branching streams, yeah. the lectures from the Sandokai. Yeah. And th- that was a real accomplishment because, I mean, it seemed to me because other people had worked on it before you and, Right? 
Everybody's afraid to uh, edit Suzuki Roshi. Yeah. But now I just wandered through it. Good point. Well said. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's sort of true about a lot that I've done, too. People were afraid to do it. Oh, that's good. That's good. People were afraid to do it, and you and Mel just wanted to do it. Very good. Great. And you guys did a lot in the windmill, too. You and Mel had a very close relationship. I I just see the two of you together uh, in more doing more than that. But, of course, he ordained you, so that's natural. Uh, and he gave you transmission. Is that right? Right. Hmm. What year was that? 2000, I think. Oh, I see on your uh, site, your Dragon Sleep site, it says uh, you had dormant transmission in 1999. Uh, how many years was it then until you left to go start Dragon Sleep? 10 or 11 years. Uh-huh. And um, uh, as I remember, there was some frustration with Zen Center. Uh, or, you know, you, you of course, naturally, people want to be on their own when, once they have transmission, be teachers. But lots of people stay within Zen Center. You went out and started Dragon Sleep. And also... It was extremely ambitious. I mean, the amount of money you needed to buy a building or at least rent it. I don't know. You bought, did you, did you buy that? No. No, you're renting? Right. Uh, and, but the amount of money you needed was really, and, and you got it. Uh, it was really amazing. So why did you decide to leave the the comfort of being in Zen Center and have to support yourself and your own group and everything. I should have left earlier. Oh, you should have left earlier. Yeah, well, that's that's normal. And and I don't know. I've found in my life a lot of the big changes. I think I should have done them earlier. Uh, and, uh, you know, Kelly, my son Kelly, was telling me a very big change in his life. He said, "I, you know, I should have done that earlier. I said, Kelly, that's that's pretty much what happens to people when they make a big change sometimes. Uh, do you have much contact with the San Francisco Zen Center now? Not much. Not much. Me either. Is Dragon Sleep in Branching Streams? Branching Streams was created by me. And uh, I'm part of it, but not, but not a very big part. Michael started Branching Streams. I wasn't aware of that. Um, I'm just getting ready to send an email out to uh, the every branching streams, and, and there's groups that aren't in branching streams, right? I, I can think of a few. How many groups in the Suzuki Roshi uh, lineage do you think there are? I don't know. I don't know. 
Yeah, I don't either. And because they, some of them are very small, uh, some of them uh, are more established, some of them just come and go or more temporal. Came to the Zen Center in 72 to stay. In 73, I went to Tassajara. And I think you were, you were, you yourself in 73 or 74. So you were there in 73. I'd go in sometimes because I was Baker's uh, Jisha. And then, yeah, in 74, I was Shuso. So you were there through that period, yeah. And then you were Green Gulch, right? I was at Green Gulch in 75, I think, or 6. Yeah. Uh. In 75, I was at the Green Grocer, and then I went back to Tassajara, and then I went to Green Gulch. Right. I remember you at Green Gulch. How long were you at Green Gulch? Maybe nine months, I don't know. Hmm. Now, uh, you did this book, 33 Fingers, and then you did a second edition and called it 49 Fingers. Mm -hmm. I've got 49 Fingers. We've got it on our, uh, you know, living room table. So it's like koans. I don't know what the subtitle is. Something like koans for modern koans or something. Yeah. A collection of modern American koans. So how did that come about? Well, 33 Fingers is a, when I started to teach, I noticed I took, I had certain koans that were American koans. And so I started to write them down. And so that happened. Oh. Yeah, 49 koans. And that's still available, right? Yeah. Do you remember any of the koans? I mean, I could run downstairs and get it, but uh, do you remember any koan from it? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Bill Weitzman was asked, what was Nirvana? He said, seeing one thing through to the end. Right. Give us another. This other one, is, it came from you, which was Suzuki uh, She said, uh, each one of you, each one of you is perfect the way you are, and you can use a little improvements. <laughs> right, right. You say you got that from me? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I got it from Edward Brown. Uh, and uh, he pointed out that Suzuki said that one morning uh, in Zazen, we were just sitting, and that's all he said, you know, one of his little impromptu, each one of you is perfect just the way you are, and you can use a little improvement. Is there anything else you can uh, tell us about uh, how things have gone? And what, what 
what what have you learned about Zen and practice and all that you can share? <laughs> Is there anything in particular in that realm? Well, just that when I came to Zen Center, it was a very different place. Just like America at that time was different. And so each time had its own taste and flavor. Mm. And it's hard to understand what Zen Center was like if you didn't live it there then. Good point. Yeah. When when you came to Zen Center, when I came to Zen Center back then, it was very different than it is now. And 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 you said something that's interesting. I don't, I've never thought of it this way. You said each time has its own taste and flavor. Uh, I, I like that. Uh, that's well said. That's a little better than comparing. Uh, and uh, you said... It's hard to understand what Zen Center was like if you weren't there back then. That is right. That is right. And I don't know, I've never thought of it quite that way. You know, uh, one thing uh, 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 I always think about with you is your, uh, well, I don't know what to call it. Would we call it calligraphy or brushwork, sumi, ink, uh, art? Mm -hmm. Uh, you've done tons and tons of it. Uh, how did that get started? Um, I don't know exactly. Just, uh, first, first uh, this Kaz uh, was an example. So I, I did some, some stuff like Kaz did, and then... Yeah. And then uh, other people came... And I just, I played drawing, so I did it. Yeah, Kaz Tanahashi was your first inspiration for this. And uh, then, you know, Hoitsu and uh, people started coming by and you just started uh, doing them and giving them to them. And there's uh, uh, links to a bunch of them. There's a bunch on your Cuke page. If we had video... I could show some of them. Uh, I remember going over there, and Hoitsu Suzuki uh, Roshi was there. And uh, which, I mean, you just mentioned Kaz. You, you and Kaz had a really good relationship. And you and uh, Hoitsu uh, have too. And I remember going over there, and you were doing calligraphy, the two of you, and there was a whole calligraphy thing going on. I remember just standing around watching. There's photos of that on uh, your Cuke page. Well, hey, Barbara, is is there uh, anything uh, you think we should bring up? <laughs> um. Barbara's doing a lot of painting, too. Yes, Barbara's done a lot of painting, too, and an enormous amount of photography and other stuff. Yeah, but that's neither here nor there. I want Barbara. To, I I told Barbara I want to do a podcast with her. Yeah, it's got to be off the record with me. I'm sorry. Off the record? That's not a podcast. <laughs> I know. Well, well, that's the way it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Barbara. Well, I'll be on my best behavior, which is really going to be hard for me. 
Well, you don't have to be. <laughs> yes, I do. But, but that's ridiculous. I never think about that, <laughs> as Michael well knows. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, well, look, Barbara, you're, you're all right. Well, just tell a little bit about starting the, uh, not starting your involvement with the neighborhood. That's a really big deal. You've had this incredible involvement with the uh, neighborhood where the city center is. Um, how how would you call it Hayes Valley or what is it? Well, it was called Hayes Valley because there were two housing developments. One was up the street from Zen Center and one was three blocks away. One was Hayes Valley North which was up the street and Hayes Valley South was next to Zen Center. So that's where the Hayes Valley came from. But place around Zen Center was not a valley. It was a hill. Right. So, so lots of times people think of that neighborhood now is the lower Hate, but everybody wants to be associated with Hayes Valley because it's up and coming and uh, it's very shishi. And also there are a lot of housing developments there. So, there are a lot of great organizations doing good work with people that are uh, marginalized. So, you know, Hayes Valley is a pretty hot place, but um, Zen Center is really on the periphery of Hayes Valley. It's more like the lower heat right now. So. Right, right. And the city is changing so much. Uh, Page, Page Street is now closed off to cars. What? Yeah, so now there's just bikes, and it's called, it's, I think it's like a, it's a slow, it's called a slow street. There's a whole bunch of slow streets in San Francisco now where you're not supposed to use them as a thoroughfare, but if you happen to live on that street, you have to get out of that street, you can take your car on the street. But mostly it's uh, for bicycles, so all the buses have been rerouted, and uh, Page Street is pretty, especially the the street where the Zen Center's on is pretty quiet. Wow, that's good. Um, now, from where to where is it like that? From where to where is, is Page Street? Well, it goes all the way up to the... Uh, no, no, I didn't ask from where to where is Page Street. I asked from where to where is it, uh, is it uh, not supposed to be for through traffic? Oh, it's all over, all over this all over the city. There are different places. There are different streets that are just called slow streets. Yeah, but is the whole barricade. is the whole yeah. uh, Page Street a slow street or just part of it? Right, right. No, it's a question. Is the whole Page Street uh, uh, a slow well, street? Page Street goes all the way up. Goes all the way up to uh, to. Panhandle uh, goes all the way up to uh, Stanyan Street, which is the beginning of the park, pretty much. And much of the street is slow. Much, much of, of the street is slow. Yeah, much of it. Especially down near Zen Center and Webster Street and that. Huh. All right. All right. That's really, I had no idea about that. Wow. Yeah. We'll keep going. So, so if Zen Center was going to have an event now. They wouldn't have anybody, any place to park. <laughs> the people would have to come by bus because there's no big places anymore for people parking lots or anything like that for people to park. What about UC Extension? That's a housing development. It's it's a big, huge uh, 
the whole block has changed. It's a big, huge uh, housing condo, condos and, you know, apartments. It's really huge. Takes up the whole block. And then there's an LBGTQ uh, portion of it down near Market Street. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Huh. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, there's not enough housing in San Francisco. There's That's the big number one, besides crime and mental illness, on everybody's agenda here. Mm. Mm. Wow. Now, what's the name of the organization uh, you're associated with in Hayes Valley? My organization? or Yeah. Okay. Well, first of all, it was called Hayes Valley Neighborhood Parks Group. Yeah, I, I want to know just a little bit about this. So anyway, we were Hayes Valley Neighborhood Parks because we had three parks that we were trying to get the crime out of. And then once we did that, after like 10 years, we really wanted to work more with the residents. So, And we wanted to have a different focus. So we changed our name to Community Grows. Right. It basically got the people out of their apartments, their kids mostly, to learn how to be environmental, how to be educated environmentally, and also to build gardens. So anyway, took off from there. And 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 uh, so you founded this group, right? Yep. Wow. What year? Ninety four. It was right after I was Chuso. Chuso where? City center. Ah, neat. Uh, are you uh, are you a lay Chuso or were you ordained as a priest? I can't understand you, sir. Lay. Lay ordination. Ah, uh, yeah. I figured there was a. There are enough, enough priests in my family. I don't need <laughs> That's funny. Um, <laughs> uh, and one thing I remember you all did was the mural on uh, for the Koshland Park. Well, There's a very big wall there going along Page Street. Am I right? Yeah, that took seven years. And every, everybody contributed. There were 2,000 tiles. And the Zen Center made tiles and the... Everybody, all the schools and all the churches in the neighborhood made tiles. Tatsuhara made tiles. Yeah. Of what peace needs yeah. to them. So, yeah. And and how's it doing now? How's it holding up? Um, <laughs> um, I think that since I retired, it's not the same as when I left it, which is, um, you know, it's just different. And, uh, People are trying to take care of it, but they're not as connected to the city as I was. So, you know, when things go wrong, they don't always know what to do. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So I've kind of let go of it since I've been out here in the sunset. So a couple other things to think about. Wow. Well, anyway, you know, I've, I've kept up with that. It's very impressive uh, through the years. You all are a dynamic couple, I will say that. Uh, a deadly duel. <laughs> uh, Michael, uh, uh, is there anything else uh, we should uh, touch on? You can say anything you want. Uh, you don't have to behave like Barbara thought she did. 
Nope. <laughs> well, Barbara, is there anything we should touch on at this point, or do you think we've pretty much covered everything? Uh, well, a few years ago, Michael and I put together all the things that we did at Tent Center, and I don't have that in front of me, but I thought it was pretty impressive, and uh, <laughs> I'm sorry that I can't remember all those things, but... Well, you don't have to. The reason I said you don't have to is because I, I told her she could just send it to me and I'd read it. And I did read it uh, at the beginning of this podcast. Are you, uh, are you getting people to help you put things together the way you want them to be? What things? Your archives, your getting it out there, all the things that you are trying to do that you said you needed the money and an assistant for? Oh, I always need more money and more help. Are you going to come back and visit in San Francisco? Oh, am I going to come back there? Probably I'll have to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now this starts a minute. I'm getting tired now. Yeah, if, if I go back, I will come visit for sure. So hey, tell me, tell me, what do you all think about uh, climate change? We don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? No idea. Yeah, that's a wise um, thing to say. Hmm, it's really looking bad, though. I just saw that Biden might declare a climate emergency. Must be very hot there in Bali. No. No, I mean, this is the coolest part of the year. July and uh, August. September, July, August, September, uh, with August being the coolest, uh, with a lot of nice breezes, at least where we Not live. Not too bad, huh? Uh, in Sonora. Oh, that's wonderful. Climate change will come to the subtropics and tropics later. It's It hits from the poles. Poles have, have had extreme weather change, like 40 degrees uh, Fahrenheit changes. Both of them. All right. Well, this has been great. I've really enjoyed talking with you. All righty, sounds good. You take care of yourself. Nice to talk to you. Yeah, really good talking with uh, you, Michael, and you, Barbara. And um, <laughs> keep up the good work. You too, kiddo. All Thank right. Thank you. Yeah. Adios. Bye. Yeah, bye-bye. All righty. Bye-bye. So thank you very much, Michael and Barbara Wenger. Uh, it was great talking with you. You all have done a tremendous amount. You know, at the first, we just listed Barbara's work for Zen Center because that's what's on that list. But, of course, what I didn't mention is all her enormous amount of work in, in, the, in the neighborhood and all that. But we went over that in the podcast. So, anyway, that was great. Thanks a lot. Keep up the good work. 
This has been a Guke Audio Podcast. I'm D.C. Pooba of Guke Audio and Guke Archives, coming to you from Sleepy Sanur with Doggy Bandita Feline Cuchita and Dear Lovely Katrinka. We're wishing you and yours and all of us a grand awakening. Thank you.